Greetings, cultists. It is I, Gabby, coming to you from the video cult layer. Just to let you know that, uh, unfortunately, this week's cult meeting uh, does have some moments where you lose Josh and I, but uh, you know what? It's, it's a, it is what it is. But uh, here you go. Enjoy this week's cult meeting. Love you. Bye. Well, fuck Nathan. I know. <laughs> Nathan bailed on us this morning. Big boy job with a big boy office and, you know, with his big boy suit and his big boy shoes. His you know? Big boy life making other big boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so Nathan had to, has started uh, a new job and he will be back but uh today he just he had to work and he's he's just settling in so we're obviously gonna give him a little bit of leeway for that but we're gonna make fun of him for having a fancy office with a door really like no longer a friend of the proletariat as far as i'm concerned no he's (laughs) it's like the end of he's He's going up the escalator yeah he's a he's a class traitor and we need to kill him (laughs) in his family as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, that's a bit too dark. Like, killing him like the Romanovs, that's, that's way too dark. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We'll have to we'll have to figure out suitable punishment for him. And I and I think I can figure out a few ways. I mean, mm-hmm. mainly, we've, we've been punishing him for the better part of a year with the movies we that we been. picked. We have been. I think, <laughs> I think, like, his treachery of actually making a living, uh, we've I've sort of punished him with the movie things, so... That's mm. that's a device punishment. I've definitely got some ones in the tank. Mm. And it's like, I want to talk about them, but I, I've got a distinct feeling he will still listen to this episode. So it's like, yeah, I, I, I want to try to drop hints to certain things. But I, I yeah, I watched a. What's the best way to put this? Actually, the best way to put it is I watched a Karate Kid ripoff and oh it was God. incredible. Um, uh, basically instead and we're back from technical difficulty what the hell were we even talking about (laughs) I have no idea man it's (laughs) I don't know like this is just like Nathan always has like it's always set up nicely and all this shit It's, it's my turn and I have like this connector thing that's like on its last legs and Every time I move or shift, it'll disconnect mm. and my secondary monitor will flicker. But this is the first time that like my actual microphone just went put on me. So, mm. yay. Um, oh, I do remember what I was talking about. Yeah, I found a... Oh, uh, uh, the Karate Kid. It's the Karate Kid, but instead of Mr. Miyagi, it's Billy Banks. Do you remember Billy <laughs> Banks and no. his like Taibo tapes? That would be <laughs> so like there would always like they'd be at like drugstores and shit. There'd be like a little display like by the the fucking whale sounds and shit. It would be like a VHS set of uh, Tai Bo. This like guy, this like super fit black guy teaching people Tai Bo. So he's the Mr. Miyagi in this in this karate um, kid ripoff. I'm just looking up Tai Bo right now. All I see now is is it T H A I and then Bo or is it I I can't remember. Just look up Billy Banks. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> You'll okay. get all the information you need on time. Oh, if you look up Billy Banks. 
Um, oh, wow. But him being the Mr. Miyagi is so funny because he's supposed to be a cop who, mm-hmm. like, killed the guy in self-defense, like, when they were going to arrest these guys who were... And the guys were going to kill him. And so he's like, nope, I had to kill somebody. I'm clearly a bad cop, and I need to leave now. And it was a completely I, justified situation. <laughs> uh, but then he becomes the janitor at a <laughs> high school that's completely fucking, like, run down, and the students are all, like, garbage monsters. Uh, yeah. And beating the shit out of each other and stuff all the time. So the new kid in town like has to get trained by Billy Banks to defend himself. But it's just a like more like violence glorified version of, <laughs> of uh, the karate kid. So where there's just, actually like, a, the there's actually a tournament. Oh, like violent, violent assaults happen in this movie. Yeah. It's insane. And the, the bad guy kids are yeah. not just like a rival dojo they're actually doing illegal underground fighting. It's like a teen. It's like rich weirdos betting on high school kids nearly killing each other. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Uh, and I love what's it called? Kid. It's called Showdown. It's on Tubi. Like, okay. I, I, it, it, it probably would be good to do or even be one of the ones <laughs> uh, peek behind the curtain. We're going to attempt soon yeah. to do a live kind of watch along. Uh, mm-hmm. sort of thing May, probably won't broadcast it out live that's a, a difficult fucking patching nightmare uh but yeah, something we, that will we don't record have the... and you can sync up with the movie yourself uh, yeah like well, the thing is like <laughs> yeah like the thing is like we don't have like as you could see or hear that we don't have a good like set of complicated equipment so yeah, and, yeah. and the stuff we do we are, have we are all doesn't necessarily a... talk to each other easily. <laughs> no, no. Wow, this is that is crazy. It it is pretty awesome. It was funny because like just through this whole Tubi experience, I've ended up watching a a few movies that have this sort of that were all set in like rundown high mm-hmm. schools. Another one that I watched is again a movie we might have to do called Class of 1999, and it's about yeah robots that get like three of the teachers get replaced with these repurposed military androids and they don't tell the kids so like we'll see the like teachers like the robots point of view when the kids are like being bad oh also this all this like section of la is a demilitarized like not demilitarized it's a like crime is all crime is legal zone of la and so the kids go to school there and this all crime is legal zone and they have these military robots to try and straighten them out. But it'll show their Jesus. vision where it's like the kid will mouth off at them. And it's like, instruct, uh, you know, uh, uh, teach or whatever, uh, instruct, discipline. And then it'll like select discipline. Then another drop down menu comes down and it's like corporal punishment. So like two of them get like spanked oh <laughs> like within an inch of their life. Uh, <laughs> and then the robots, of course, go crazy. All the stuff with the kid gangs is also hilarious because they all seem like if the 90s Batman movies was a, were a TV show, this would be the B plot about what's happening with like Joker and Penguin's gangs when they're not, you know, gooning professionally. <laughs> it's oh my such God. A, like they're all like weird, crazy neon, the most ridiculous, like most ridiculously dressed uh, over the top shit I've ever seen. And they're all just killing oh each other God. while robot teachers are trying to kill them. 
the climax is like them like they like join forces and they're like driving around the school in motorcycles which doesn't seem to help them get around quicker no. at all because it's like they gotta like take all these like weird turns and like walk the bikes through the doorways <laughs> but uh f- fantastic yeah yeah um I guess we're sort of talking about movies now, so should we just get into it? Oh, it's gonna be all over the place. Yeah, go talk about movies. Yeah. I got a puke story. Let's just let's just all fucking right. go. <laughs> it's just we are we have we're basically like Nathan's like the like the parent with like the bunch of like the two kids, but they're on child leashes. Like Joe, both Josh and I are on the yeah. leashes, and now he's not here, so we're both like letting loose. We're like eating candy from like the the pantry. We're we're fucking throwing things around the house. We're like untamed at this point. So, so how about we just keep some structure? We go on with movies and then you can tell your puke story. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hit the theme song. Who gives a fuck about movies? All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i was like i don't know how long we actually have to wait we don't have the uh the no. items li- uh brought up the way that uh, nathan does where he's fancy no no them, this is uh live yeah um, um so you were a bit on a tangent how will you continue with whatever movies you saw to be your two oh, best yeah the two best oh i watched another yeah. sweet one Mm-hmm. with uh ethan embry i think his name is he was in he was kind of big in the in the mid 90s he looks like johnny lee miller but not british i'm assuming uh but he was in a movie called evolver where evolver the, yeah so he's they're teenagers that are playing sort they're in like a vr setup so they have vr helmets on but then they're on mm-hmm. like a like a treadmill thing so they're able to play this like shitty vr game against a a other opponents at a robot mm-hmm. and he gets the high score. So, <clears throat> so the company brings him a physical version of the robot from the video game, but it's only like a foot and a half tall. Like it's really, it's really short. And they're like, this is like the next evolution of, of gaming. You're going to play with this shitty robot. And it's so much like when they had the R2D2 toy from like 2015 and like things like that. Yeah. Like it's a Furby that moves around. It's, it's so funny how they're trying to make it seem like it's the greatest thing ever. But again, it has a uh, uh, military programming is slipped in there somewhere. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, once you beat level one, it'll like evolve and, and learn things and then turn into a different robot. So like they beat level one and then its head just rises up a little bit. <laughs> and so then when they beat when they get to like uh, level f- uh, three, it just it looks like it grows a dick gun. Like where the way it films oh it, God. it looks like it grows a dick gun, but it's like just a weird little laser that comes out of its chest. And then level four. I was like, okay, they're going to make his arms longer. He might get taller, so he actually walks instead of just driving around on shitty little wheels. Nope. They put the head back down, give him big shoulders, and the whole body becomes oh the God. face. <laughs> so it's so it felt so much like Small Soldiers. It came out before Small Soldiers. It hits, it hits a lot of mm-hmm. the same beats of them like going to the factory, like the way that the main character and the love interest interact. Uh, there's so much about it that is just Small Soldiers, but it was with a homicidal robot uh, <laughs> that they at one point take to the school to try and send it into the girl's locker room to like film oh the girls God. naked, like our hero, of course. you know, thank God. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, not committing like, sexual it crimes. Go well. 
Yeah, the yeah. girls figure it out and push the robot out, but then it goes into the men's room and like kills like the main <laughs> bully because it like like ends up it shoots like little like foam Nerf balls, but then it, it when it's like retrieving the Nerf balls, it finds ball bearings like in his bedroom and sucks those up too. So it's like shooting out mar- like metal balls at people oh and killing them. But yeah, that one was um, awesome. Fun thing about Ethan Embry, uh, 2008, he settled a lawsuit with former Deal or No Deal model Angela Rudeva, who had sued him after being scarred over her tor- torso when thrown from his motorcycle in 2005. Wow, man. Nobody's good. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one's Never good. Put, don't put anyone on a yeah. pedestal. We're at least honest that we're just garbage yeah. people. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the listener can can look up to us. I assume like, yeah. I mean, we, we can see our numbers of how many people are actually listening. But I'm yeah. still treating that like a hive mind. Like I still yeah. think that it's just m- multiple entities that make up one. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like uh, it's from TMZ, so you know this is the hard hitting journalism that. Uh, oh man, you know. the 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 hardest hitting journalism. Do you ever watch their yeah. show where they're like leaning over? Yeah, the I used. <laughs> the yeah, goggles. with the guy with like the the enormous mug, and he's just like leaning yeah. over everything. Yeah, I used to watch that religiously. Is it? Still I on? was. I don't. I Jesus. Let me look on their website, eh? Yeah, see if it's still on. Cause oh, I bet you that guy's got a fucking big old Stanley now or something, versus the whatever the plastic. One of those crazy had. ones. I don't yeah. see, like, oh, let's see what their watch says. I only no, saw it a handful of times. It. I but I I have oh, seen yeah. a bunch of clips. It is still going. It's still going because I see. Uh, well, they have a live channel. Oh, the guy with the mug's still there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he, he's he's mugless right now. But he apparently, oh wow, apparently Wendy Williams is diagnosed with aphasia and dementia. Yeah, did That's you not crazy. see the video of her in the hospital? It no. was kind of weird and upsetting that people were filming her at the time. But it, it's like yeah, they're in her hospital room, and somebody just picks up a, a huge empty <laughs> like vodka forty, and they're like, "Did you drink all of this today?" And she's like, "What? Yeah." No. And it's like, oh, this is oh upsetting. <laughs> yeah. This is bad. Well, um, yeah, as, as bad as one is an awful person, but, you know, that's that's still not right to have her, you know. It's a weird, it's weird to be kind of filming somebody yeah. in that, that position. Yeah. Yeah, she's awful, awful person. But. Yeah. Um, well, for movies, I watched... Um, Two movies this week. I watched one, which is you know a classic for a bunch of film nerds. Is Apocalypse Now. Um, everybody knows it. Francis Ford Coppola, Martin Sheen, um, Lawrence Fishburne, fucking Dennis Hopper is in it. Fucking crazy dude. Yeah. <laughs> Paid in yeah. cocaine. I'm pretty sure. Something oh, I'm pretty sure. Lines. I feel like it's yeah, not the only with- movie where that happened. <laughs> No, no, no. Because um, I think like he's based off of um, Errol Flynn's son, because Errol Flynn had a son. Um, Errol Flynn is like a famous Hollywood actor, famed degenerate. Like, yeah, I was gonna you know. say, yeah, yeah, famously playing he's... like Robin Hood. Like, is is so yeah. like, mm, oh yes, indeed, in that movie. But then yeah. all the stories about him 
like classic Womanizer. piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, like a sexual harasser, like everything and stuff like that. Like he's he's a big part of Hollywood, but he's also a huge like piece of shit too. Like I feel like he used to fight people all the time too. He would just get into fights. <laughs> but um I think like um I'm not sure if it's confirmed or not, but um I think it was um Sean Flynn, he's of course Errolson's son. Uh he's like a freelance photojournalist. Um he was also an actor, but I think uh his main gig was for photojournalism. And he was uh, best known for his coverage of the Vietnam War, which Apocalypse Now is set in. And let's see here with his um so apparently he went dis- he disappeared on April 6, 1970. Um uh, and it's you know it there they think that he's dead but there's he's just gone. You know. Yeah, <laughs> the jungle got him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's you know, he's he's dead. <laughs> In 1984 <laughs> they declared him dead cuz they're just like, well, I don't think you're coming back from we sent Rambo in to look for him and to get the POWs <laughs> out, and he wasn't among them, so we decided it's done. Yeah, you know, do you know, like, a movie I kept seeing a lot of on Spike TV, this is like a bit of a tangent from fucking Apocalypse Now, but it it goes together, is Rambo 4. You know, when mm. it's like one of the later the Rambo movies. Yeah, yeah, I saw that one in theaters, it, yeah, it's where they have to go rescue all the, like, uh, first aid people or whatever they're like trying to help it was the, during the genocide yeah it was um i think it was also a bunch of like missionaries too and there was like some like marines with them as well but like it was yeah. i just remember like every time it was on i would just sometimes just sit down and watch it and it's, it's just... a good movie yeah. <laughs> rambo 4 actually kicks ass yeah it's like it's not a bad movie like their scenes are just like so graphic and like just like there's like a poor child gets speared with a bayonet and like thrown over the soldier's head oh yeah 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 there's a part where buddy just has like a baby by like one leg and throws it into a fire like it's a yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's crazy but um also crazy is uh apocalypse now which I know, like, all, like, the trivia stuff of, like, oh, my God, like, uh, Martin Sheen had a heart attack during uh, some of the scenes, but uh, in order to stop, like, make sure that they don't stop production, they're just like, oh, no, 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 it's just heat stroke. He's fine. He's fine. Meanwhile, they're probably, like, has, like, the, <laughs> like, the defibrillators oh, yeah. on Martin Sheen, like, clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, fucking Francis Ford Coppola screaming that he's going to kill himself. I think the many times. That was just a crazy movie. It's a crazy movie to see, and it's a crazy movie to sort of learn about, like, the whole production of. Um, yeah, there's a famous documentary, I think, called The Heart of Darkness. Yeah. some subtitle on it uh, that is... Uh, I've never seen it. People swear by it, say it's a really great documentary about, about the making of that movie. So yeah. It might be worth checking out. I should take a look at it. Yeah. Um, it is... I think, like, if, like someone would be like choose a movie to what you think hell is like i would think it's like apocalypse now like it's just like everyone's just going fucking nuts it's just like it's like this descent it starts off like a bit crazy you know it starts off with like 
Martin Sheen alone in a um, hotel room, like losing his mind. And then it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And it just seems like just like deeming on like the whole like psyche of the person. You just like, it, it goes insane. And actually like, uh, I have a, I have a quote here uh, from our trusted source of Wikipedia. Coppola argues that many episodes in the film, the spear and arrow attack on the boat, for example, respect the spirit of the novella, in particular, its critique, because Apocalypse Now is based on Heart of Darkness. I'm sure everybody knows. I don't think I had to bring it up, but just in case that one person didn't know. Yeah, the critique Joseph of Conrad concepts. tapping his foot from his grave <laughs> yeah. for you to mention. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. On other episodes adapted by Coppola... Uh, the Playboy Playmates equals the Siren's Exit, The Lost Souls, Take Me Home, Attempting to Reach the Boat, and Kurt's Tribe of White-Faced Natives, Parting the Canoes, The Gates of Hell for Willard, The Chief, and The Chef and Lance, with Chef and Lance, sorry, to enter the camp, are likened to Virgil and the Inferno um, by Dante. So, while Coppola replaced European colonialism with american interventionalism the message of conrad's book is still clear yeah because the thing was like with conrad's book i started reading it the 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 book that i have um has like different like um essays in the back it's the book is definitely a book of its time but there's still like some messages that you can have like say it's like the themes are in today especially when it comes to like the american interventionalism with like fucking Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Iraq, <laughs> um, even like fucking Vietnam, Korea, all that shit. Um, as well as like um, exploitation in um, quote unquote developing countries. Um, it's been a while since I've been in university for international development. I don't know what type of word that they use now. Um, but uh, I, th- I feel like developed developing countries are, or let's just say exploited countries are probably what we're probably talking about. But yeah, it's just re- looking at it and visualizing it, it just seems like hell to me. Like everyone's like going crazy. Like you do have like when the Playboy bunnies are there and they're at a camp and like they're, they're run out of fuel and stuff like that. And it's just like, this is a very upsetting scene where like this one Playboy bunny was like describing a time when she was like exploited and all this shit. And like one of the crazy guys, like Lance, who is probably one of the causes for a bunch of the shit in the movie. Cause Holy shit. Anyways. Uh, he's like painting, like, um camouflage on her and all that shit it's just like ugh. anyways I could, I could go fully in depth but eh. <laughs> i feel i you feel like I'm rambling. <laughs> yeah no i'd feel like if i could go for the depth i feel like i'm going crazy and crazy talking about it and i feel like i'm like francis ford coppola being like okay okay, okay we, gotta, we gotta go we gotta go and stuff like that so it's woo. Well, I'll it's talk definitely... about another movie that I saw. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the fucking name of it. It had Drew Barrymore. 
Doppelganger. I had never heard of this movie before in my life, and I found it under the erotic thriller section. So I was like, well, yes, please. This is in my <laughs> wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. So basically, it's like this guy, it's a, totally a screenwriter's movie. The main character mm-hmm. is a screenwriter. It makes him out to be like so like cool like artsy cool or he's always got mm-hmm. like things like oh uh, my place is cluttered because i'm a writer and that's cool for a writer and it's all that shit um but he uh it's like single white female a little bit he's looking for a roommate and drew barrymore mm-hmm. shows up um but then he starts like seeing drew barrymore places but she's got like a headscarf and sunglasses on like elvira when she's driving and shit and he'll try to talk to her and then she won't talk to him so it goes through this whole thing of like there's this psychiatrist that worked with her back in new york that's like well she we're pretty sure she killed her mom but they couldn't prove it uh Mm. and all this other stuff and he continues to let her live there while she's doing the craziest shit like she does legit crazy person stuff where it's like okay this person's not well and maybe you shouldn't be trying to fuck them and then they do like fuck and the next day she's like that was my other personality so don't touch me and it's like dude be done with this be done with this (laughs) now and of course he doesn't and he gets deeper and deeper into it and mm-hmm. I, I will spoil it because ultimately the whole movie really wasn't worth it. It was it was kind of boring and 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 very paint by numbers up until the very end. So yeah. I had suspicions that maybe she was like an alien or something like that. But uh, she tells him about this legend of a doppelganger. And she's like, yeah, this woman told me. And he tracks the woman down and she runs like a sex phone operator's business. So he's just like in the office of this woman who runs a sex phone. She's like taking, she's like doing like switchboard calls while she's like telling him about the, about uh, the way that the doppelganger works. And that if they find someone that they truly love, the two halves can come together and be okay. There's something like yeah. to that effect. Yeah. And so the, the twist of the movie is that uh, her psychiatrist has actually been the doppelganger, like the different people that he's been seeing around. Cause there's all these like wow. special effects, realistic masks in his fucking psycho den. And he's been oh like abusing the, the Drew Barrymore character. But then the second twist is that Drew Barrymore starts like unfurling into two like skinned Navi. Like I think of like a super tall, like the Navi, but if someone flayed them. So it's two weird, (laughs) tall, stretched out meaty skeleton people that like fucking kill the the psychiatrist and shit. And and there's a whole climax with that. And then they twist back together and then she dies. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? That's like the last like six minutes of the movie. And it it was the whole time I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I was like, but then I got to, I got too far in. I was like over the 50 minute mark. I was like, I got to finish it now. I'm I'm in too much. And that ending was at least worth it. But overall, the whole movie, it wasn't. But I, I don't know. I was like, what the fuck did I just watch when it was over? Yeah. Um, so when you said like the sex phone operator, it just made me think of Rocco's World. He was like, oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. Have you seen Rocco's World? <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to watch Rocco's World as a kid. 
that um, <laughs> is a... it, not too far off. The first person that you yeah. see is like an older woman who just has like oh a really God. nice voice. And she's reading. Every, they're all clothed and they're all like reading magazines yeah. and shit. But she's reading a magazine. She's like, yeah, I'm a Vegas showgirl. I definitely saw you there last week. <laughs> and shit. But just, yeah, real like monotone. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Do you think there's ever like do you think there's still like phone, sex phone lines anymore? Or do you feel like it's just been replaced I don't, with like I think only it's, fans? It's all only fans. Like you can yeah. still get that kind of thing, but with with the people on OnlyFans. And I would say that's yeah. that's where all of that's gone to. Um so I mean, it's if somebody like out a... there has an office of soundproof rooms, like and they're they're going for it in this day and age. Good good for them. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, like I, I feel like. Oh wow! There's, those one nine hundred uh... places used to be all over, like because they weren't all sex lines. Some we've, I think we've mm-hmm. talked about them briefly before, where like you could call the Ninja Turtles or Santa. There'd be a shitload of that's Santa right. Ones. So like these places, like for a while, were big mm-hmm. business. But mm-hmm. <laughs> although when I was looking, like, are there? Are there still sex phone operators? Um, WikiHow was like, how to be a sex phone operator? So let's see what they have. Step step one, familiarize yourself with erotica and sexual interests slash fetishes. Phone sex operators often speak to a variety of clients who have specific sexual interests, which will require you to be familiar with a wide range of topics, including bondage, discipline, and sadomasochism. There's read books, stories, and online materials that fall into the erotic genre. Genre. God, I can't speak today. Perform a web search using keywords such as sexual fetishes, common phone sex topics, or BDSM. Or BDSM, yeah. This is like those books that are like, how to get published. Step one get write the book step two get an agent like and when with no like it's just they're just telling you all very obvious things that is fucking funny though i i mean it's not wrong but it's it's kind of obvious yeah (laughs) here's another obvious one determine whether you have any taboos that you will not feel comfortable discussing with clients that's obvious Mm. make sure you have a room space in your home that will allow you to conduct phone sex calls uninterrupted so you can't just yeah, do this nothing in the like, nothing like having the kids run in in the middle of that like <laughs> yeah. just a, that like just be like hearing that from the other end of like someone like doing the sex talk and then having to like yeah. hold the phone away to yell at a kid to stop doing something <laughs> <laughs> although i love a dedicated mother Oh so, yeah, no. also... that would probably play right into my whole single mother thing i would fuck it that would be that would put yeah. me over the moon oh there's some actual uh jesus uh oh they're practice scripts oh no this is you imagine yeah it's like Uh, try this try reading this aloud recording it and playing it back for yourself yeah it's like um decreeking of things like um oh yeah i love it when you put that dildo in my vagina wow that that's so hot oh my god yes oh yes <laughs> i love how clinical this script is <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> oh yeah 
Oh god. You just get real real on them too, where it's just like telling the guy on the phone, it's like, no, you missed my clitoris. That is my labia majora. <laughs> yeah. If you if you open up the documents I've sent you in your email, you could definitely see there's a diagram of what a vagina looks like. So if you want to click on to subsection say A, that you'll see the labia majora. Yep, that's right. Okay um oh no, no no you're that's 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 subsection d you're you're way too far that's that's the anus okay all right <laughs> there, there's for sure somebody that wants that they do want that yeah. that just goes in with the yeah. teacher stuff i had i yeah. lived with a, a friend of mine years ago and she did yeah like only fan stuff and, and yeah uh, and that was that was her job that was all she did but she did that and stuff and i remember asking her about it one time where i was like what is you know the unexpected weird things that people wanted and uh the one that i can remember because she told me two but the one that stuck out that i still remember is that uh somebody wanted her to to clip her nails and then eat them like very yeah. dramatically uh and she I was think fully that'd be clothed a... for this and she she did it they were like i think she charged them out the ass but i mean they paid <laughs> How much would you ask for money or for that? Would you? Would well, if somebody wanted me to eat my own nails and like, yeah, be like aggressive during it or something. Ooh, I, yeah. I don't know. 175 bucks. I'm not going to go too cheap. I feel like that would, no. that's like a lot. Like the whole ordeal is probably 10 minutes. I don't know. I don't, I've never looked at people's uh, prices. I assume they're all over the place. I don't yeah. think there's any scale. <laughs> for no. this like of like what barter? people like expect do they do oh, they do man. they barter I, like, <laughs> I don't think so i bet it even I, there's for sure either it's mm -hmm. in the rules and stipulations of only fans or it's on people's individual pages if you yeah. try to like heck haggle i'll block the shit out <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, oh, imagine yeah. that. Like, you're really that, what, truly devaluing a person's worth at that point, where it's like, look, I don't know. Like, I, we drop this down to $27 an hour, $30 an hour seems like a lot. You know. Like, what, yeah, you know, you're, you're, one of your the toe next to your big toe is actually longer than your big toe. So I yeah. feel like that's a negative on you. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Actually, this this actually segues into the movie that I'm going to talk about now. Um, so <laughs> there's this movie um, called Pleasure by uh, Ninja Tyberg. Um, and like it was his first name is Ninja or is this all one word? It's her. It's her first name. Her first name is Ninja. And I can't see anything else. So I don't know. I don't know if that's her like stage name or if it's, you know something else so anyways it's a drama drama film uh based off of her i guess short film uh it's about a young woman uh from a small swedish town who moves to la to become a porn star so straight off the bat like this is like also an assault of the senses as well because like first off start off audio is just straight hard pornography and I was just like, I, I was watching with a friend of mine too. We we're just like, what the fuck are we watching? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was told about it. I was like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. Because it's it shows you like the behind the scenes of like the porn industry. 
So is this, uh, a, is this a bio? This a biopic or or a documentary? No, I don't think so. No, it's like a it's like a drama, like fiction film. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, and so basically, it's about this nineteen-year-old um, whose stage name is Bella Cherry. She moves from Sweden to LA. Uh, she wants to be a famous porn star. She, um, you know, she struggles to become the porn star. Um, uh, she, you know, she's uh. And to do that, like, there's, like, a spot, like, for these porn stars, like, these elite porn stars called, like, um, Spiegler Girls, because, like, there's an actual, he stars in it as well. It's an actual um, guy named Mark Spiegler, and he is a um, American talent agent for porn girls, and he started the Spiegler Girl. Um, he is, he looks like a troll man. That's and not surprising. No, <laughs> he looks like a shat, like like a short, fat, like troll man. He always wears like these stupid t-shirts and shit like that, and like he has a bunch of beautiful women surrounding him. So sorry. <coughs> Bless me. Wait. Anyways, <laughs> so basically, um, Bella gets sort of introduced to different like porn directors, porn. Um, actors, some of the who like there's um an actual difference between like a BDSM shoot that she did uh, with a female director, um uh, which is like seen as very like professional, health, healthy in a way, um sort of like enforcing safety and consent on set, and we see that, and then um you know, determined to like push herself. Further, she requests more hardcore scenes from her manager, which includes an extremely upsetting um, sort of looks like rape scene with two male actors. And it's disgusting because like they're like, you can stop anytime, but we wasted all this money. So why would you stop that sort of that's a pretty common one, too. That people say yeah, of, that, it, of that happening. That's like the bread and butter yeah. of that industry. <laughs> it is. It is. Like the, the difference between having like male producers and male directors versus that of like female directors is completely yeah. insane. Even even in even in Hollywood, some of the people who decide yeah. uh to do to do who do end up deciding to do nudity or maybe they only did it kind of once early on in their career. Um, yeah. they'll talk about if it was like the reason they felt comfortable and it was it would be that it was a woman director and that they yeah. felt safe doing it I know it was Alyssa Milano uh did kind mm. of a cheesy like direct-to-video vampire movie before she mm. I think took off or maybe she'd be on tv at the time but that's I think it's her only time she was ever naked but she said mm. like yeah it was woman director like didn't feel upsetting to do it you know and stuff but yeah not the case for for most things hell not even not getting naked i, I want to watch that documentary about the guy who was running nickelodeon and doing all the nickelodeon shows. oh my seen god that. Yeah. yeah i have not seen that but i do know he because i'm um it was a dan schneider is that his name yeah dan schneider yeah damn yeah he, i want to watch that because looks... just oh yeah well the guy you were describing yeah uh, i was like yeah him but shorter like this guy's taller yeah the stuff yeah. that they sh- sh- I remember people showing like clips 
mm-hmm. of you know the things that they're getting like these kids to do and while they're it's not inherently sexual they're clearly getting them to do it because yeah. they, because there's like a weird like they're able to put like a fucking vi- like other filter over this and see it differently like getting them to like put too much stuff in their mouths or holding yeah. balancing things like there's it's a lot or so much of it it's so weird but i, I want to watch that documentary where they kind of talk to all of those people that were willing to come forward yeah it's a lot you know yeah um Going off of like Dan Schneider, I listened to um, the book by Jeanette McCurdy. She's uh, she was a child star and she was in stuff like iCarly, um, Sam and Cat, and all those like Nickelodeon um, sort of TV shows. Was this your era? Like, I totally missed all these shows. Did you watch any of that? I no, I no, I didn't. No, it was a really at that point. No, I was too busy uh, watching anime. And yeah, fair. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I was too you were busy off watching, at another like, deep end. <laughs> yeah. I was too, too busy watching like gothic anime and like yeah. thinking I was a goth kid when I was like 12, 13. So, yeah. yeah <laughs> Guys, I... don't understand. We got we to gotta watch the real ending of Evangelion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I was, I was too busy doing that but um with Jeanette McCurdy like she um was a child actress but she recently wrote a book uh called I'm glad my mom died and Mm. in it she documents the incredible abuse she suffered from her mom but also like all of the pressures facing her as a sorry a um child star so yeah yeah, not the first, won't be the last, unfortunately. No, no, I but, uh, yeah. And some I didn't even know about, like uh, Will Wheaton. I didn't know he went through basically the same shit like Macaulay Culkin did. Um, yeah, but uh, he was, you know, when he was on Star Trek, he's like one of the leads on one of the biggest shows, and uh, he's like in his early twenties, living in like a one bedroom, if that, maybe a bachelor apartment with his wife and their, and their baby, because his dad stole all his fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy. Yeah. yeah like her, just not only what she went through, what the Macaulay Culkin went through, it's, whew, I would not want to be a child star. <laughs> yeah. Man, look yeah. at this is what happens when Nathan's not here. We're fucking <laughs> getting all weird and serious yeah. and shit. Yeah. All yeah. right. What what else do we got? What okay. I'll tell a puke story. Okay, we'll let's simmer okay. down, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Uh the the babies, everybody, let's just simmer down. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was trying to think I couldn't figure out a story of myself, but I am involved in this. But I went to uh You're a witness. bar. Yes. Uh-huh. Went to men's bar for uh, Halloween one year, and mm-hmm. uh, it was a thing that would be put on called Nightshade, so it was sort of a sexy Halloween party. Ooh. I went to it a bunch and 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 had a, and had a, bunch, a lot of fun. But this one, uh, I went. I went with uh, my my partner at the time, and a couple friends uh, came with us. I went as just like a straight up maniac. Uh, so, but I was, uh, I, I don't know what exactly I was going for. Like I was supposed to be like a, a, a patient or something, but I had this like white, I just went and got like a white painters, like 
jumpsuit and then had like yeah. people smear blood all over it like it's been handprints of people that i'm like killing and then i have the mask still on the way in the door the white the white mask in my doorway yes yes so yes, that yes, was yes, so, I, so that. I had that costume on look crazy my, my my girlfriend was uh uh like a naughty nurse very typical naughty nurse costume from like mm -hmm. you know value village or whatever uh one yeah. of my buddies did not dress up boo uh, and the other mm -hmm. one decided to dress up as a pregnant woman. So oh, wow. we went and got like, we went and got a baby doll and got like some like tubing from Home <laughs> Depot and like tied it around it so he could do the gag of dropping it like onto the floor from between his legs. Yeah. Uh, a bunch. So, and I just wanted you to know what we look like because it's important to the story. Uh, so by the end of the night, uh, kind of losing each other uh, around, we had lost uh, my buddy mm -hmm. who did not dress up. And we found him outside, mm -hmm. very, very drunk. He had already thrown up on the sidewalk and was sort of just like leaning up against one of the buildings. And it's like, okay, we need to we need to get his coat from coat check. We need to all get each other together and then we're going to get the fuck out of here. So going back inside, trying to find people, like I got his coat from coat check. We all converged. We come outside. Ben is gone. I shouldn't say his name out <laughs> loud. <laughs> but you mean Shen? Ben, ben gone. Shen? Uh, could not, uh, didn't know where he was. It, but it did become very quickly evident where he was because he was in handcuffs across the street. <laughs> so, me and my buddy, who dressed as a pregnant woman, had to go across the street and convince the cops to relinquish him into our custody. <laughs> and he's like not doing himself any favors. He just won't shut up because, like, the cops were taken to the drunk tank. They were like, we can't yeah. leave him here on Goddagen Street fucked up like almost laying on the ground and he's yeah, like yeah fuck these guys man fucking i told him i just see my jacket like and he's like half like <laughs> almost throwing up again and shit and i was like look uh i was just getting his coat can we just get get his stuff and get out of here i've got like weed and my weed wasn't legal at the time i've got like so many joints in my pocket and everything and I'm, like, doing this like shaking they did they were like they just sort of looked at us and looked at each other and they were like all right but we're gonna come back around this block in like five minutes or whatever and if he's still here then we're gonna take him to the drunk tank so we had to get a cab the bar shut down everybody's trying to get fucking cabs and it just started raining oh my so, god so <laughs> uh, <laughs> my girlfriend uh decided she was going to be the one to throw her to throw herself forward and and hail the cabs what she did not realize is that the like white tube thing she'd been wearing underneath the very sheer like shitty nurse's costume had completely fallen down and she wasn't wearing oh a bra God. so it just got wet <laughs> she was hailing cabs for everybody a cat like, it did it was like two seconds boom brakes are slamming on and we just like shoved ben into the van and it took we were like this is his address it took off she goes back out and i didn't notice that this had happened either so she like goes out hails another cab we get in she sits in the front seat and uh we drive there and the, and the cab, cab driver's like fine. talking he, yeah, pr pretty much. He was talking to her yeah. the entire time. We so get those, to where, for those who um, can't, who don't like watch this episode, it's just like I'm yeah. like driving, maybe can drive. I'm like looking over, like what, like yeah. Hey, <laughs> well, looking at we boobs. we get to our apartment. And she's like, oh, what do I owe you? And he was like, oh, whatever you want. And she was like, all right, boys, your turn. And she jumped out of the cab. <laughs> <We> <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love so, that, though. Yeah. So good. Time. Yeah, that's good crazy. Time. Yeah. Good. Good, good segue over to, I think, TV. Yes, TV. We talked about movies.
Prove it. Sheesh. 40,000 channels and only 150 of them have anything good on. Okay. I, <laughs> I am going to watch the final episode of Buffy tonight. Finally. Are you? For the first time ever. I'm going to. Buffy will finally all be good done. things. Yeah. All good things must come to an end. It's true. How are you feeling? I, it was. I, uh, I'm going to be sad. I know I'm going to yeah. be sad. I Part of the reason I was like postponing finishing it was I was watching both it and angel in this release order and i got so frustrated mm -hmm. with angel it was it was hard to go back to it so i was like fuck it i'm just gonna finish buffy and get to angel when i want to yeah but uh i i always really liked it being there as this kind of time capsule show mm -hmm. from this era that i remember and knowing it was always there for me to go watch there was something comforting about that so now that i am going to finally finish it and I can't experience it again. I can always do a rewatch uh, and I will at some point in my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it will be sad, but uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked it. It's a good show. It's, it's cheesy, but, and, and mm. Joss Whedon is obviously problematic now and was problematic when he was making the show. But yeah. I will say like, he did know how to do this. He did know how to kind of make a comic book into a, a live action thing and not have it feel um i don't know it, it just yeah. not bad like i think the campiness of it and the self-awareness of it the meta-ness of it like it all works and he was he was mm -hmm. legitimately good at that and so i think that is stuff that helps the show hold up uh, as well as the actors and stuff sarah michelle geller is great in it and and yeah you know being the lead of a show uh you're kind especially show this time you might not really get to change all that much but they do give her a lot of great mm -hmm. character development throughout the series and some good hard episodes to have to act in uh but then they do uh find ways to slip her into other roles where they have like there's the robot that looks like buffy mm. and and so she gets to act as that uh there's villains that take her form that she gets to act as and and she does great in in all of it uh so that mm -hmm. stuff is is really fun and then nathan fillion popped up in the last like five episodes as like the kind yeah. of the vessel for the bad guy. And I didn't know Nathan Fillion was in the show at all. I mean, I, I guess I should have figured, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, a uh, uh, firefly would have started like shortly after this ended. Uh, but uh, yeah, really yeah. cool to see Nathan Fillion in there as a villain as well. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it being done, but I'm going to miss it when it's gone. Yeah. Um, oh. So um, I think the SAG Awards just happened, and Pedro Pascal, mm -hmm. who is the internet's daddy now, I keep forgetting oh, he was absolutely. also in. Oh my god! Even I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I keep forgetting that this is for those is who like can't see. Gabby is adjusting her hair in a in a in a suggestive manner. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, whatever. I like him now. I like him thick. He's thick. And I like it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he was in Buffy for like a split second. Um, very split second. Yeah. Very he, split second. In, I think it's, it's just she, like it's the, one of the episode. first episodes when she goes to college. It's one of those college mm. episodes. Yeah. And uh, I think because like uh, he at the time he went um, he went by an, another part because he's Latin American. Uh, a lot with like Latin Americans' names, they have more than one middle name or one last name, which I find very interesting. I also find like uh, the naming cultures of like Russia to be interesting too. But anyways, so he went by um, 
I think like I remember reading be like who's Peter uh Belmasada uh I'm butchering that and I'm so sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah. Belmasada yeah but it was also like Pedro Belmasada so I was like oh, there he That's is cool yeah there's a few people I can't remember now I've, I've watched the show now over I think the whole time I was in school and now finishing it. it's taken mm. me like two years to watch it mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah, there's some other good cameos throughout and people who became famous later kind of thing as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to move on to Stargate SG-1 next. I, I haven't watched that since nice. I was a kid. So, yeah. There's yeah. Still, there's, what else was I watching? No, the bear's done. I'm waiting for that to come back. I've been watching the Halo TV series, which I like, which I know is sacrilege to say around fucking people that like <laughs> Halo, but fuck them. Like, I think it's good. <laughs> so I don't give a shit. I never really got into Halo, so it's just, I'm not into first person shooters that much because I'm really bad yeah. at aiming. And That's just fair. the thought of like constantly like <clears throat> aiming and like trying to like shoot shit. I'm like, Ugh! the only one that I ever played was uh, <laughs> was Bioshock, and I, I was okay with that. But I remember playing it and I was like, there's like this, like some like rose petals like falling from the season, like the ceiling, season, ceiling, and I was like, put my character underneath. And I looked up and I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, what's happening? And then like it, I had you know, like that oh, trill shriek. <laughs> it was because someone that <laughs> yeah. I dropped from the ceiling. I was like, ah! like I that I put on pause and I didn't really pick it up <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah, I've definitely had games like scare me a few times. I, I remember mm. the first time I played Alien Isolation. I was like, fuck oh, this noise. My God. Uh, that shit was scary as fuck. But we also played it where uh, we had the PlayStation camera. So you could set that up and it, that <laughs> became the micro that became the microphone. So the PlayStation camera was the alien's ears. So we're oh all God. in a room trying <laughs> to be like quiet and, yeah. and shit. But then we like every like once in a while, somebody would just be like, like just to fuck with you and you'd be like no 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 like try to run and get into a fucking locker and it's just like oh god oh my god um so i had a friend in junior high and high school and she was really big into gaming and she had um resident evil 5 i think this is high school like resident evil 5 came out and she was like come on over we'll play some video games like yeah sick i love video games me just playing like animal crossing and all that shit like super mario sunshine those happy fun games and then she's like let's play like uh resident evil 5 I'm like i'm gonna warn you now i'm not good at horror games so she's like okay every single time i heard something i paused it and she's like can you for the love of god stop pausing the fucking game yeah. and i'm like i can't it's so scary yeah. i can't <laughs> that's funny yeah. one of the least it's scary funny. ones too <laughs> i know but it was like a, i think it was like a little like two-player like prequel of like when you're like this mansion going up uh, against wesker see i i like other people watching it because it's like watching a scary movie and i like mm. and i love scary movies i love horror movies but it's just like that extra level of sort of insertion into it is oh, for sure. It it, it yeah. gives you uh it's a it, for me at least, it's a dreamlike quality. It has yeah. that like that real feeling that you get when something's right behind you in a dream. Yeah. Like it's so much more heightened. Uh I guess like a good 
other version of that is like if you ever been putting your keys in and you're like what if michael myers was there right now and then you start like yeah. fumbling your keys like you <laughs> yeah. just like psych yourself out so it, it's that but just constant yeah there yeah. is like a, a self-preservation mode that kicks in with horror video games not for everybody yeah. i i've watched no. uh I, I forget who it was um it's a drag queen she's super funny but she gets into full drag and is doing doing like streams of her self-playing horror games but she nice. does not give a fuck and it's <laughs> super funny where she's just like finding like notes you know that are like collectibles and she's just like read i don't have time to read and like leaving <laughs> and then like a body like falls from the ceiling that's supposed to be scared she's just like oh and like kicks the body and like runs away and oh shit. i'll have to I find it. it it's super funny yeah yeah but um yeah <laughs> other t yeah, the, our tangents are crazy uh yeah, I tv uh, i don't think i've got anything else for tv uh what do you got? um i just started watching because um i finished the pacific i just finished um the newest season of true detective i liked it you know um spoiler i'm gonna spoil it so blah blah blah, blah. um i liked uh the sort of i liked the ending um, I can get why people didn't like it because they're just like, oh, what the fuck happened to Angelique? Blah, 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 blah. She just like disappeared. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's fine. But the one aspect that I liked of the ending of like having, not knowing what happened with like the murder of all these scientists and then you get to the end and you see that it's like a revenge plot put on by the women of the town because the scientists murdered um, an indigenous woman because she found out that they were actively like falsifying pollution numbers so my mm. so mine can keep polluting and so they can also keep their like keep finding fossils because pollution helps thin the ice anyways um so they decided to kill them and i was like yep i like that i like that a lot I liked that. Yeah, that's I like that ending. <laughs> that aspect of it is satisfying enough, but fuck the rest yeah. of the ending. <laughs> yeah, like, I just give up. End in the middle of a sentence, cut to black. <laughs> yeah, just, it's fine, you know? And I like the idea of, like, having, like, this... Because you see it with, like, the first season, because, like, you do get some aspects of, like, the paranormal and, like, the supernatural, but this one, I think, kind of took it further. And then you mm. just, I, I liked that. I liked that um, sort of like creepy, spooky aspect to it. But I can get, I can get why people are like, I don't understand the ending. Like, I, it's just that. <laughs> oh Media God. literacy is also in the fucking toilet these days with <sighs> people. Don't even get me started, uh, yeah. I, I know. The thing that drives me nuts is when there's a character who's does bad things and people mm. automatically assume that the show is promoting those things kind of like wolf wolf yeah. of wall street was sort of seemed to be like a major turning point for people because there's it really didn't do anything different from what say something like scarface did and we have the yeah. people who put scarface on this pedestal and have giant posters of him and are like yeah this is men. this is the goal like yes men yeah yeah men. And, but they're like, <laughs> yeah. this is the goal and they've completely missed the point of the, the yeah. movie altogether and and it's the same it's the exact same point is being made in wolf of wall street no these people are 
garbage monsters. They're doing bad with, shit like, uh, all the time. They treat people like shit. They're stealing from poor people and then partying yeah. with it. Like, no, this is not. You're not supposed to <laughs> worship these As people. I but people are like, hate it oh, now because like now they're out enough for me. <sighs> yeah. Now I say like when you have like men who are just like, oh my god, I want to be like Jordan Belfoot or whatever the hell his name is, and it's just like, yeah, or like I want to be like Tyler Durden, man. I'm like, you know, if you say like you want to be like these people, you want to be like the Joker, it's just like you you're not understanding the concept of these movies, these books, whatever. Like yeah. you, these are people you're not supposed to idolize yourself with. Um, but I've yeah, recently it's... started watching. No, go ahead. Oh, I've, 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 it's, I'm beating a dead horse. People have talked about it a million times, but just the Fight Club is is such an egregious mm-hmm. one because of or the even, actual message um, of the movie. Being American about Psycho toxic too. Masculinity. Oh, American yeah. Psycho as well. Yeah, it, yeah, very similar. That it's like it's they're about these like toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. like vapid garbage industries uh yeah and stuff and and to completely miss that point to just be like yeah it would be cool to like have a rundown house where we garden and make soap <laughs> it's like <laughs> what it's, it's weird that there's a venn diagram yeah. of like of like commie witches and guys that like don't get the idea <laughs> of my club and, it, and it's it's weird yeah. that those things intersect at all yeah um but I started watching uh, the third season of American Crime Story. So American Crime Story is like American Horror Story. It's like a crime um, anthology series uh, where it has Sarah Paulson's in a lot of them. Mm. Um, I've definitely and... heard of it. I've never watched it. They had an OJ season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, we're going to pause. Nope. Never mind. Sorry, sorry, cultists. I thought it was a, I thought it was a work call, but nope. Sorry, <laughs> we got lives outside of the, <laughs> the video cult. Anyways, um, barely, <laughs> barely, yeah. Um, so the first season was about, um, you know, the O.J. Simpson trial. That was a good season. I really liked it a lot. Um, the funniest scene is when uh you have Ross from Friends. Uh David David Schwimmer. Thank you. Sorry, I almost said David Spade. Yeah. <laughs> that would be what a crazy <laughs> casting that would have been. <laughs> that would've been. As Robert Kardashian, that would have been fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. Um, so you have him like um OJ is like this is like right before he ran away in the white um the bronco the white bronco and uh he's just like he has like a, a gun he's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna kill myself i'm gonna kill myself and then like you have like two true stories please oh please juice please juice this is kimmy's bedroom don't kill yourself in kimmy's bedroom you imagine if he killed himself in <laughs> childhood bedroom insane the fact that they're it also is. like connect intertwined and connected is so weird and it's, yeah. it's like learning of like that and nepo baby shit it's crazy how connected people are and all of that stuff um yeah there was something just as you were saying that, that i thought of two two things about <laughs> oj uh the white bronco thing i was reminded of um mm-hmm. forrest gump is based on a book i don't know if you know that 
Um, mm -hmm. I've never read it, but it also has a sequel called Gump and Co. And I believe in this, I, oh shit, maybe I'm getting this wrong. It's either in the sequel book or they did write a screenplay for the sequel movie. They were going to do a second Forrest Gump movie. It's in one of them where he's in the back seat of mm -hmm. OJ's white Bronco during the chase. And you keep seeing him oh, like, popping up and stuff. Um, so the, there's that. Oh my the God. other thing was that when the uh, OJ uh, had that wrote the book, if I did it, where he <laughs> if I did just it, changed if I actually yeah did the murder yeah do you, did you not do you not remember this? I do know he had the book. If I did it, <laughs> yeah. So he, he, yeah, he he wrote this book, but he ghost wrote it, and the oh and uh, the person who did the ghost writing, I actually watched an interview with them because the parents wanted to confront the ghostwriter and be like, why mm -hmm. did you do this like disgusting thing? The parents of, um, uh, what was her name? Nicole. Uh, yeah. You know, Nicole like, Brown. Why would you do this? Yeah. Why would you do this weird, disgusting thing for money? And he was like, well, actually he would testified against OJ in the trial. He had been, he lived on the block and had testified. Uh, I don't know the exact specifics of it, but he had heard this barking dog at a certain time. And that, and they were, that was when they were trying to kind of, I think, piece together the timeline to prove that he had done it. And so he had testified against OJ. And when this job kind of came up, he lobbied for it to get it. So he could kind of confront OJ a little bit and shit. Like, I don't think he took the money. He gave the money away from the thing, but he did it. He did it basically to confront OJ about the fact that he did oh do it. Oh my God. And I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I've, I also saw the second season, which is the assassination of Gianni Versace. It's, it's another crazy story. So um, you have like this, you know, Gianni Versace, he created Versace, the luxury, like clothing, whatever brand. And you have like Darren Chris from Glee fame, who I first saw him in Glee and he plays um, Andrew Cunanan, which is like this narcissistic insane dopey like he's a fucking idiot and all that shit and you just <laughs> see him and this season just made me cringe a lot because like the idea of knowing an andrew cunanan and see that on screen like seeing what he might have been like just made me cringe and maybe be like this is, <laughs> i can't watch this like this is embarrassing not only for you but for myself um but Finally, I just started um, the third season, which is uh, Impeachment, and it's about the um, <laughs> Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky scandal. Oh, boy. Which, oh, boy. Let's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy scandal that involved um, President Bill Clinton um, during his, like, I think it's- He was in office. He was, yeah, he was in office um, and he was then impeached from office. Um, but she was like 22 at the time and he was like 49. And, you know, he has like that famous, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, uh, which basically came from a previous um, sexual, um, sexual relationship scandal he had with another woman. And when he looked at the list that the lawyer said that constituted as sexual conduct, um, contact, 
uh, or relations, as uh, one Clinton would say, um, the stuff like the blowjob and um, masturbating onto her dress did not include, were not, you know, it was all semantics. And I think like, that's the way that they showed it on screen. I was like, oh man, look at this fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And oh, they didn't also, put shove a cigar in her pussy on the list of what in, it constitutes sexual yeah. interaction. Well, I didn't no. do it. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> do it. Gonna go play the uh, saxophone. Skip bop, boop, bop. Like, yeah. what the fuck? And people treated Monica Lewinsky like shit after that. They she did. All the shit I know. for years. Except for Tom Green. Tom Green was the one motherfucker who didn't treat her like shit at the time. Yeah. Like during a lot of that, they he invited her onto his show to talk and like mm. didn't bring that up. They just had a nice time and really yeah. showed her as a, a real person. But uh, so much from that time is like just Man. fucking burnout comedians all making jokes about her and stuff. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> what a what a fucking ride she had to go on. She's 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 and, pretty cool, and and she's, yeah. she's you know been able to make a life for herself post that. But I, I did she see a thing someone had uh, someone had put a post online where they were like, oh, what was it? Oh, what what did what was advice that someone told you that like you thought would be like a good a good idea for your career? And she responded mm-hmm. like on Twitter that was like become a White House intern <laughs> with like, the like shrugging <laughs> emoji. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's awful that she got like the, like the short end of the stick because like she got cyberbullied, she got like all this shit. Um, you know, it, it was, it was awful. And then you have like people like Linda Tripp, um, which was insane because she basically recorded every single no. There we go. Hi, cultists. Sorry again. That's <laughs> what happens when Nathan's not here. Everything falls no. apart. We talk about yeah. weird, serious shit. <laughs> yeah, falls apart. Yeah. So, what the fuck is I talking about? Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah Monica Lewinsky in the trip. So, yeah, she. Um, she basically recorded everything, like a bunch of, um, you know, Jesus Christ, my brain just went blank. Like a lot of like phone calls and a lot of like, um, you know, conversations between herself and Mon- Monica Lewinsky. And it's just like, why would you do that to a person? Like, why would you take something that it was said in confidence? It. And I think it's because she felt like she was like, I'm this ever important, like White House staffer. Like I'm this like part of like this whole thing. I need to be protected. Protected from what? You're just a secretary Mm. and not like, you know, diminishing the work of secretaries because that's very important. But I think she over exaggerated her role in being not an undercover agent. (laughs) Yeah, she was a civil servant, you know, and she illegally recorded confidential phone calls. Um, And I think she said that her motives were purely patriotic um, in the sense that like she was, 
she never said that she was Republican, but she liked working for Bush Sr. before um, Clinton got in the White House. And she thought that um, she didn't like the way that uh, Clinton was sort of running around with all of these younger staffers and just was like, I'm going to make sure to fuck him over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's and have like Sarah Paulson, like play her. She played her amazingly. Like she just made me hate that woman because <laughs> it's just like, you know, she's a good actress. I remember seeing her on American Horror Story back when I used to watch that. Yeah. I don't know if she's still on it anymore. <laughs> I don't know who's on it anymore. Evan Evan Peters is will be there for a million years, but everyone else. Please. I think um who the fuck um oh god damn it who who does those series again? Um oh the like the producer I can't remember his name. Jesus Christ, what is it called? I'm gonna lose my mind. Oh. The producer or the company? Ryan Murphy. Hot, hot. Jesus. Ryan yeah. Murphy. Yes. Do you think like Ryan Murphy has something on Evan Peters? He must that, at this like, point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matter like, it's just Evan, Evan, Evan Peters is the, the, uh, um, oh shit. Now I can't remember his name. That guy who's never going to leave SNL. He's, he's him. He's their version of that. <laughs> the guy who played Fat Albert. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Keenan Thompson. He's he's, Thompson. he's the American Horror Stories. Keenan Thompson. He'll he knows his oh, lane. He's there forever. Yeah. Also, um, Dennis O'Hare is in a lot of because I'm looking at like all the seasons of American Horror Story, and it's just like Dennis O'Hare, Dennis O'Hare, Dennis O'Hare, Dennis O'Hare, which he is an amazing actor. I liked him a lot. He was in like True Blood. He's like one of those actors that you see a lot of. He's just constantly in a, in a million things guy and a gazillion things yeah all right i think we need to get to our rewind we do uh, let's do it. it hit the rewind <laughs> all right uh so one of us has a bunch of corrections <laughs> i made some mistakes that's what i did People that are really so, linked into the Duneverse might have noticed them. The so Duneverse. Make sure we make sure we cover up that. I mean, blight. yeah, the biggest one that I made, I think it was like the only real pressing one, was when I said that Stilgar was Chani's father. That wasn't yeah, you're a true. Fake fan. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's so many fucking underlying things. <laughs> Okay. Right, this is the one. last Go. time. <laughs> the last we're time. Going to... Let's do it. Let's right. rip through Let's the line. Okay, quickly. All right, we're going to do this. Um, so, yeah, Stilgar is not Chani's father. Um, it's uh, the. Sorry. <laughs> we're father. clearly prepared on this show. Yeah. Um, Lit Keynes. He was. Uh, Chani's father. He was the biologist and like the sort of overseer for the um, 
Jesus Christ, Atreides. Yeah, he family was like the go between in guy. Arrakis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's her father. Um, yeah, that's like the biggest mistake that I've that I've had. If there's more, uh, you can keep it to yourself. <laughs> that yeah. most egregious mistake I had. So. Yeah, no, I uh, I'm glad this episode. I'm glad we did this, and it it came out so perfectly, so smoothly with Dune Two. Mm. Like, really nailed the timing on that one. It did. <laughs> That's what I it did. It. Yeah. Um, so next time, if I, uh, I'm planning on seeing the, the movie. I don't know if I'm gonna oh, chill too, out. Yeah. Like forty bucks. I don't know. I don't know if it's forty bucks. I assume it's gonna be forty bucks for the uh, popcorn bucket. So. Oh yeah, I don't know if we get those. That's an AMC thing. We don't have Is AMC theaters AMC here. Thing? Yeah, no, I think it's filthy, everyone keeps saying it's the AMC Canadians. theater popcorn market. Yeah, um, so we might not we might not be able to get the Dunussy. <laughs> Dunussy, yeah, uh, Dune bucket. Let's see here. Can we get it? Please say we can get this. The shy light, the shy elude mm. flashlight, <laughs> the shy elude light. Yeah, yeah. I no, it's only AMC. No. You better get on eBay now. Well, they're still going oh, cheap. I better. Yeah, um, still going cheap. Residue of someone else's DNA inside. Oh, uh, yeah. You shine. You shine a black light into it. Light up a rave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Let's see. Eighty nine ninety nine. Jesus. That's. I don't know. That's pretty worth it for a piece of history. Yeah. For a piece of history, wow, Jesus! I like Dune, but I don't like Dune that much. Mm. Jesus, we'll see. They'll because a bunch more will be bought now that the movie's out. So Mm. we'll see what happens after that. Yeah, maybe maybe the uh, supply will go up more than the uh, demand. So. Yeah, someone will 3D yeah. print one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Um I really liked it. Uh this was like probably one of my favorite episodes. Um outside of like taking in Beverly Hills. And um, That really still is the darling. It's it's been hard to top. I need to really find another I action movie that, that can satiate us. Yeah, I, I, that was 1999 might be it. I was pretty happy with it, you know. I mean, yeah. Nathan, we'll find out if Nathan knows the plot <laughs> watching oh listening God. this episode. But that might yeah. be it. But there's some other stuff. I mean, we got a couple other things in the pipe. Uh, mm-hmm. The next one is Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells uh, live stage tour. Uh, but then we got a couple <sighs> after that that are pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um... There's like another one that I'm looking really looking forward to coming out. Oh, uh, near and dear to both is. of our hearts. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep that a secret for now. Yeah. They only got to wait a couple weeks. Those fucking freaks. They can wait. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, what? to we're like already like an hour in. Um, and usually when I do like stuff like with the fan fiction, I kind of want to have it where both of us like all of us are here and present and get to see the insanity or hear the insanity mm. that is the fan fiction. 
So I'm going to have to say that we're going to have to skip this week's fan fiction, but we will double up. Um, yeah, we will. So the next the next cult meeting is going to be Dune porn and Teenage mm. Mutant Ninja Turtle porn. <laughs> yeah, barely legal turtles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I think that is the way to go. And then when Nathan comes back uh, for the next cult meeting and he's like, Hey, how was the dune porn? And we're like, surprise. Oh, surprise! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, it was, uh, I think also like Nathan's starting something new. Um, I think now, like I've, I've, I've got a busy week coming up myself. Like I've got some stuff going on the go. I think it's starting to pick up where some of us might be busy and dizzy. So um, I think this time I'm also going to have to skip the uh, creepy facts. But next week. <laughs> Nay. I think, next I week. think people, week I think if people have been bothered by enough of the creepy facts we've dropped throughout this episode. <laughs> yeah. So I think that makes up for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's good. So All right. uh, you can watch the Ninja Turtles uh, coming out of their shells tour free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 90 minutes. Do yourselves a favor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Do yourselves a favor. Learn the whole soundtrack. <laughs> and we're going to have a sing along that comes out as well. It's going to be us covering the we songs. We will. All right. All right. It's been a blast. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, join the cult today by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Help us grow the cult by sharing it with your friends, family, and that masked stranger hiding in your closet. Finally, you can connect with us on Facebook at The Video Cult or on Instagram and TikTok at video underscore cult 666.